everybody, and welcome back to another Fanbyte Review Podcast. This week, we are jumping into Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, which I believe is the full title of that game. And we are going to decide if this one is uh, worth the re-release treatment that it is received on the Nintendo Switch, or if the whole thing is just a pipe dream. I am Steven Strum, Managing Editor of Fanbyte.com. I am joined by Brand Editor Plus, Nikki Grayson. That's me. Hello. Hi. I actually wasn't 100% certain if uh, that title was, like, real. No, that's yet. it. That's it. That's my title okay. now. This is the first time we're saying it online. <laughs> okay, great. Welcome. We're okay with that, title. though. Good. World yeah, premiere. Yeah, yeah. World, world premiere. World <laughs> premiere. Um, the new Doritos branded Nikki Grayson. Uh, also joined by uh, new news editor Imran Khan. It's a me. It's a you. Well, hello and welcome to your first review podcast for Fanbyte. Yeah, no, before we did this review, everyone had to like play with my face and put it in weird positions. <laughs> mm-hmm. <And> then <laughs> we could actually like start games. the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just made some real, real spy kids looking nightmares out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, somebody who has been on a previous uh, review podcast before with me, if uh, only in the background supporting my anime needs, it's yes. uh, Paul Tamayo. That's me, two-time world champion. Let's go. Yeah. What is your full official title, actually, Paul? Uh, I'm just not sure. Podcast producer. Podcast producer. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if there was some like fancy name for it or whatever, but I like nah, that. I'll come up with one eventually, but right oh. now it's just podcast producer. Nice. Just put a plus at the end. Yeah, tri- triple <laughs> P right. plus. Yeah. It worked for Nikki twice, yeah. in fact. Yeah. <laughs> podcast producer plus uh, Paul's Fury. Paul's yeah. Fury. Yes. Beautiful. Oh my God, let's talk to John about this one after this podcast. But <laughs> first, we do have to talk about this, um, I guess it's some kind of indie game or something like that that we have this week. It's uh, it's, it's, it's it's Mario, this Mario guy. Who? Um, I don't oh, know. It's from Smash Brothers. Yeah, he's like a side <laughs> character in Smash Brothers. I think he's an assist trophy, um, maybe from some kind of like smaller game. I don't know. Uh, he got his own game now. Uh, it's called Super Mario 3D World, not to be confused with Super Mario 3D Land. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the Switch version that comes with the basically an entirely new game called Bowser's Fury. It's a short game, but it is basically its own game. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to go ahead and just pretty much dive right into that one. It might have to be a little bit of a more of a brisk podcast than we have done traditionally on the review shows. But that's OK, because uh, we're all on the top of our game. Uh, speaking of which, I'm kind of curious what everybody's experience with the, this game is, uh, going back to the Wii U, which is where this game was originally released, but probably not a ton of people played it because it was on the Wii U, which not a ton <laughs> yeah. of people owned. Uh, yeah, in- I like oh, most yeah, extant people did not play this video game because I, instead of purchasing a Wii U, bought food or water or <laughs> literally anything else I could have done with the $400 Nintendo wanted for the Wii U. Is that how um, much the Wii U cost? I don't know. Uh, probably. No, it was, felt it like $400. $300 for the 8 gig, $350 for the 32 oh, To God. me, I was in I was in high school for a first year in college, so that might as well have been $1,000 to me. Yeah. Yeah. I I pre-ordered a Wii U and I remember going to pick it up the day of and the woman at Best Buy was like, "Yeah, we said that we had this big launch idea and like launch event but nobody came." I was like, <laughs> Oops. thinking back on it, that was a bad open." Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, me I'm much like uh, Nikki, I'm I'm also very young. 
uh, audience. Uh, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. So I, I, when, 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 uh, when 3D World came out, I was also just very broke. I was a you know film student here in New York City, and I could not afford. I could barely afford ramen to feed myself. Uh-huh. So I did have a 3DS, and I did love 3D Land. So I, I kind of already mm. knew what I was going into a couple years later when I officially walked into a Best Buy randomly, and when I was making like real money for, for the first time in my life, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and have uh, go ahead and have a good weekend to get Mario Kart Eight or oh, Seven <laughs> or what is it Eight? Was it Eight? Eight, eight was yeah. Wii U. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and then 8 Deluxe is on Switch now, I think. Um, right. And they're never making another one, because that game sold 10 million copies. Like, I'm sure this one probably will as well. 32, but yes. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so even more, actually, is what I meant to say. <laughs> I was undercutting it. Uh, for my part, I did own a Wii U. Um, I actually owned a lot. Yeah, thank you, Nikki. As I, hey, I got Xenoblade Chronicles X out of the deal, and for me, that is huge. Uh, I love mm-hmm. mech games. Uh, I did not love and kind of still to this day do not love. I would not describe myself as like a Mario lover. Uh, Mario is for lovers, but I am not one of them. <laughs> uh, so I just never bought it. I never I never picked it up. I did play 3D Land on the 3DS and I actually quite enjoyed that one. Uh, for some reason, I think seeing that it was like so multiplayer focused or at least seemed to be so multiplayer focused at the time was just not my bag for Mario. So I just never picked it up. Um, but now I've finally played a little bit of it. I think I've probably played some of the least amount of it compared to everybody else here, just because I, uh, wound up jumping on the train a little bit late. I jumped on early this week rather than last week. Um, Paul, do you want to like, maybe let us know to kind of just lay out what is going on here with this package? Yeah, sure. So it's basically a a re, I guess, re-release, I I would say, in some ways a a remaster, if you want to consider like the touch control stuff that was so integral for the Wii U. Because if you remember, the Wii U had a gamepad that was separate from the console that you would touch, you know, you have a stylus and touch stuff or whatever, or just use your finger like (laughs) like I did. Uh, So yeah, it's a a re-release for Super Mario 3D World. And um, it is, in my opinion, one of my favorite or one of the best Mario games. Um, I adore this game so much. Um, and it takes a lot of cues from 3D Land where it's it has an overworld very similar to, you know, previous old school Mario titles. And um, you kind of get to go around in different worlds and, and really cool. It, it was actually also um, the, the start of... I, I believe it was the start of Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker. There were yeah. little bonus levels in there mm-hmm. yep. that were really cute. And so this this version comes also kind of packaged with a uh, an additional, I guess, game uh, that uh, is that's called Bowser's Fury that mixes uh, kind of Super Mario Odyssey and 3D Land in a really interesting way that opens it up into like this op- sort of smaller open world uh, experience, which I find really interesting. I'm, I'm actually like really excited to talk to y'all about that part of the package, but uh, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm sure we'll get into that. But yeah, so it's basically just like a re-release of, of that game, which in my opinion is one of the best Mario games when, when, when you consider mm. how tightly packaged or, or in really well-paced the levels are and how beautiful they're designed and and I, I think it's Mario sort of at its at 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 his best. Um, yeah, I just I love this game so much. It, it's it's wonderful. Uh, Imran, is that a sentiment you share with the not necessarily with Bowser's Fury? Who I think will maybe kind of segment the, these off a little bit because they are fairly different experiences. But about the main game, yeah, I really loved 3D World the first time I played it, and like at the time. So the history of this game is that like 
Mario Galaxy, which is, you know, commonly considered one of the best games of all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. S- yeah. Sold like 8 million to 10 million copies. Like it, it was a, that is at, in, in a vacuum, a very good number, but like, you also consider then next to it, Super Mario, our new Super Mario Bros. Wii sold 30 million. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah. So, like, if you're a Nintendo, you're like, okay, what the hell is the difference? Like, what are people, what, what do people actually want from Mario? Uh, so, three, 3D World is like splitting that difference of like, okay, what if we make it 3D, but be a more like obstacle course, le- like more like the 2D games, but not quite, you know, not quite as far as new Super Mario Bros. goes. And like, I genuinely think they did split the difference really well, and they made a very artistic, creative Mario, which Deuce Super Mario Brothers was not no, in terms yeah. of artistry and design. But yeah. like, they also managed to like put in that uh, that level design expertise they have from that stuff and make it a a good. I keep saying different splitter, but yeah, like a good combination of those two things. Right. And I remember like playing 3D World and like. The I would say the first like four or five worlds not all that impressive. They're like they have interesting ideas, but they're not you know they don't blow you away. But by the time you get to the end of that game and you get like the actual post game worlds and the final level and all that, it's clear there was like a Hulk of a level design living inside EAD Tokyo, like waiting to come out for this sort of stuff. And this game is almost why I'm a little disappointed in Mario Odyssey. Because oh, sure. Mm. I wish it had more of those platforming segments that make you when you're not actually like you're not reading the level design or you're you're basically sight reading music with the level design in Mario 3D World. Mm-hmm. And I love it when that happens. It yeah. honestly just doesn't have enough of that, but 3D World had just enough. It a perfect amount. I remember that being kind of an issue with 3D Land as well at the time was like everybody being like, "Okay, this is just this is pretty bog standard level design you beat the game and then you unlock like the actual game and then nintendo had that under embargo so nobody could like talk about the fact that like actually the real game starts post credits where you have to like save luigi and it's got an entire second mario game in here that is way better but also you can't tell anybody that this game is way better right yeah i reviewed that game and it was like i had to do like euphemisms like trust me it gets better it just you know (laughs) What a fucking weird thing. I mean, they're always weird about this. Danielle uh, was streaming with you guys, uh, a few of you guys, the other day and talking about how, like, you couldn't spoil that Bowser was the final boss of Mario (laughs) 3D Land or World when it came out. Just incredible. Uh, Nikki, how about you on the um, on the front of, like, what you've played so far of this uh, 3D World? I'm so fucking bad at this game. (laughs) It's like... Just unbelievably bad at the video game uh, Super Mario 3D World, and mm-hmm. also I guess just Mario as an extension. I think there are there are so many there are so many things where I'm like I'm looking at the way that this game is designed, and I'm like, wow, this is this is a fucking masterclass in like platforming design and in aesthetic and in aesthetic cohesion um, and and using music and sound as as a layer. Not of just like its own, it, it is simultaneously its own leg and also the glue that keeps the whole thing together. Um, and all of that is just kind of thrown out of the window because every time I try to fucking jump over a small gap or jump onto a fence <laughs> as the cat, I'm like hitting it with my fucking forehead and sliding into yeah. a gap or mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to do a spin jump and the game's like, what if you did a long jump instead? <laughs> um, and then I do that. It's just like it, there's there's a disconnect between like my 
wanting to continue to experience this game and my just straight up i'm not good at 3d platformers like this i guess um so that's actually an interesting thing here because like for this version as opposed to the wii u one they sped it up like 25 percent yes so like there there's definitely like balance stuff like the mario kart level for me is was ridiculously impossible because i was speeding away in a way that like i felt like i was playing a 2d sonic game yeah with, Mm. with controls not meant for a 2d sonic game right I actually ended up, and I'm actually kind of really, in, like, ex- excited is maybe the wrong word, but I'm interested the, in, that you kind of maybe share some of similar sentiments with me on that one, Nikki, because I came in here fully prepared to be the only person who is just down on Mario as a general concept. <laughs> um, and I even have a note in our show notes here saying that, like, pl- don't be too negative because i know this is a me problem uh, i know people love this game and i know yeah. people love like these games in general um but yeah i mean one of the things that definitely stands out to me the most about like um some of the more frustrating parts of this game are and it's interesting Imran, now that you've told me that it's been sped up because i didn't know that because that does explain like the um all the ice skating type shit and the boat shit yeah. like the dinosaur boat where you are are slipping and sliding around Plessy. in this boat plessy the plesiosaur who is like basically sliding around as if you're riding on ice and then you're doing these sort of runner levels where you can't turn back uh, the entire time. Mm -hmm. It's like the Crash Bandicoot chase sequences, but with the camera moving forward. Mm -hmm. And the way that a lot of these levels are designed, especially even some of the courses in Bowser's Fury are specifically set up where... Sorry, you missed missed one coin along the way here. Fucking start over, do it again idiot what what's your problem <laughs> like and there's no there's no way to to fix that and like other than just like nope restart all the way from the beginning wait for the load yeah. time do it again yeah. um yeah that's that's some of the stuff that i think imran was also talking about a second ago where i think it it made me reappreciate uh 3d world more and and also i, I was also a little bit let down with odyssey i, I still loved it um you know overall but yeah, sometimes in, in Bowser's Fury, when you kind of fell off of a platform and you fell like 300 feet into the mm-hmm. water, you'd have to swim back and then start all over. Like that stuff didn't feel great and really made me miss some of that, like restart the level or just let me fail. Let me fail and yeah, start over yeah, at the top yeah. of the sheet music. Yeah, the number of times that I've just like been like, well, I missed the fucking star. I'll yep. just kill myself and <laughs> yeah. then like start over at the checkpoint or whatever. Um, I do. If there I even do actually, is a checkpoint, if there is a checkpoint, I do appreciate. It's it's such a weird interplay, right? Because and mm-hmm. this is this is something that uh, Dunkey on YouTube um, <laughs> mentioned, but like the 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 thing about when and we'll get to Bowser's Fury specifically in a second, but the thing that I love about Bowser's Fury and Odyssey is that when you get a thing, it doesn't kick you out. Like you, you get the thing, and then you're like, okay, you continue on with the the larger objective if you complete a sub objective, right? And then 3D World has sub objectives where it's like solve a very very tiny puzzle to get uh, the green star sometimes, and there are three of those, and then there is the the stamp. Um, and I really appreciate the the flow there, but it's like when you miss a green star or when you miss a um, a stamp in 3D world, and then you realize that the only way you can go back to get it is to restart. Yeah, it is such a like it's it 
just kind of sucks the air out of the whole experience because then you go back in, you like you finish the level and then you reload it and you're like, well, I have to basically like turn my brain off for the first half of this level and then pay attention for really only like 15 or 20 seconds while I attempt to do the platforming puzzle required to get to the second green star that I missed. And then I have to finish the level. Um, I feel like that cadence is kind of off, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a it's an old game that is like not informed by the things that they learned on the rated developing Odyssey. So it's like Yes, and also like I, I would say that some of those same problems still even Odyssey like definitely lessens this issue just by virtue of the fact that Odyssey is basically like what if we had 50 Bowser's Fury levels all yeah. just like one after another? Uh every world was its own like little miniature open world. Um the thing with uh, this one in particular, too, is it's also just not informed by other games that were in themselves informed by Mario. I think about, like, other platformers out there that just, like, love a lot of the, like, oh, the, the challenge here is doing a very specific sequence of jumps um, perfectly from start to finish. I think about, like, Super Meat Boy, which is obviously a very different kind of platformer, but it's definitely informed by Mario in the way that every platformer in history has been informed by Mario. And one of the things that Super Meat Boy does is when you die or when you want to restart, it's instantaneous. It's not instantaneous mm-hmm. in this game, either in Bowser's Fury or in those levels. There is a there is a pretty significant load time and then you restart from the very, very beginning. And sometimes the levels will even have like kind of things that you need to accomplish first that is just basically busy work that you need to get through to get to the end of it or to get to that middle point. Imran, how do you feel about some of that level design sort of stuff? I think, I don't know. It's, it's hard to separate what is good design versus what is 30 years of Mario. Sure. And yeah, it is, like it's very clear Nintendo has an idea of what happens when Mario dies, what happens when Mario responds. Totally. And I don't think they ever like go to the idea of, or they'll ever be accustomed to the idea of the instantaneous Super Meat Boy kind of thing. Cause like you see that in Mario Maker too, where there are levels that are designed of like, oh, well, you missed your thing or well, you don't have the thing you need or you're about to die. And like a very quick respawn button would be great for those things. But like that's not Nintendo and that's not Mario Maker. And you can definitely see it in the mainline Mario's too of, well, I didn't get the star I wanted or I didn't make, I didn't get here with the cat suit. So like I should just kill myself or do something to just make it easier to come back. And yeah. I remember the first time I played this game, I did not know that to unlock the final level, you needed the top of every flagpole. Like oh, you, needed to, what? you needed to get gold oh, flags. My God. <laughs> Keep in mind, that's like the, the final, final level. That's like the extra challenge kind of thing. Yeah, but, but still, like, I want to like see the whole video game. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh. This is- so like I had to go back and do all that stuff the first time I played. So this time I'm making sure like, oh, I. And then like you don't get a second chance at it. If you hit any part of that flagpole that's not the top, then you don't get the gold flag. This is straight up like one of the most profound revelations I had about like myself as a human being who plays video games earlier today um, when I was playing through Mario. And I have a note in here about this as well. It's just basically like Nintendo has a solution to this. And the solution is that it's just like Nintendo doesn't care or want you to see all of a Mario game. It was the same way in Mario um, Odyssey as well, because it was like, they have these weird sort of blunt solutions, and they they do this with a lot of different games. They did this in Pikmin a lot too. Paper Mario has some stuff like this too, where it's like, rather than mess with the formula of what they've arbitrarily decided is like concrete, canonical Mario mechanics, rather than do that, they will isolate those problems and then come up with weird solutions to them, where it's like, well, 
well, people want to get a X number of moons in Super Mario Odyssey to get forward progress. Uh, but also, we don't want or care if people get to see all of the content. So what if you just were able to buy a bunch of moons? And it <laughs> threw off your moon count and made it actually more difficult to go back and get that earlier stuff. But we don't care. We don't want... And like in Bowser's Fury, and I know we keep talking about Bowser's Fury, but it's hard not to, I suppose. Um... In Bowser's Fury, it's it's a very similar situation where it's like you can beat that game. There's like I think a, what is it a hundred shines on on the island? Yeah, and I think you can beat it with fifty. You beat it with yep. fifty, yeah, right. And it's just like the, the there's so Nintendo solution is to just like not care if you want to see all of that stuff. But Mario games because there's no story, because there's no progression, because it, Mario is just like getting good at the jumping and stuff like that. The stuff you want to see are those interesting levels and those interesting challenges. And that has always been the weirdest disconnect with Mario games for me as a player is that Mario rewards being good at Mario with more Mario, but also doesn't reward you wanting to see more Mario. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So I think that's also just like 3D platforming design in general these days. Cause like I, I can't play crash Four. Because I want mm. to do everything. Like, yeah. they show me numbers at the end of every level. And I'm like, I didn't do a good enough job. The game's like, no, no, it's fine. Keep going. This is all bullshit. Don't care about it. I'm like, I want to do it. You put the numbers it there, I want to do it. <laughs> yes. And I think that's like, the 3D platforming design now is, we're going to give the option for the lowest barrier possible to get through the game. And I think Mario's been doing that since 64. Oh, totally. But like there, there is that option for people who just like, no, I want to see it all. I don't care how tedious you're making it. Right. Uh, and what they could do because they're a Nintendo and they are ostensibly good at this and they make these decisions intentionally. Like, and if, if somewhat arbitrarily, I think is basically where boils down to my, my issue with, with this is that so much of like Nintendo design is arbitrary of like arbitrarily deciding what is canon and what is not. Um, they could make more elegant solutions to this because we see how elegant they can be with like the charm and the visual design and the fluid motion of how things work in these games. And I think they oftentimes have been allowed to float by on that uh, in terms of criticism uh, in the past. And again, this is just me uh, having kind of a bug up my ass about how people sometimes let Nintendo off the hook for some really buckwild design decisions. I will say I'm going to shut up real quick, though, because I want Paul. I know you had something you wanted to say in there, too. And it's been a second. No, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say it's it's kind of one of those things where I do appreciate that they let you sort of get off the ride early if you if you're not really feeling it because mm. there are some games where I just I wish I'm kind of tapping my watch. I'm like I just want to see what the end looks like and, yeah. and get if, I feel some sort of satisfaction. But with Mario games in particular, I've always sort of you know I we keep going back to the music uh, analogy for me, but it really does feel like um, picking up an instrument and and really trying to find new ways to to make Mario do a, a flip over a certain thing. Mm-hmm. There's just there's like you have to have that um desire to want to master those controls and and the platforming and and I've been playing, you know, 3D Mario since 96 now, so I I have a really long history with that and and it's it just feels familiar and comfortable for me. Yeah. So I think I think part of that is just having that uh, familiarity and, and that comfort, but also that desire to want to really master that. And I, I, there are a few games like that that I that I really play. It's like this and like Tetris, and yeah. and 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 that's pretty much it for me. It's very funny that you say that because I had the exact same comparison in my head earlier today too, thinking about like what high level Mario play for people who have been playing Mario games since like the eighties and nineties. 
always reminds me of like people who play Tetris, where it's just like, no, this is just how you play Tetris. Here's this weird rule that the game never teaches you. Mario can do this backwards jump that actually jumps higher or whatever. It's like, well, why does the game never tell me that? It's like, I don't know. You should know because you should have played Mario 64. It's just like, (laughs) I didn't play Mario 64. It's like, well, fuck you. I was not alive. (laughs) Right. Oh, man. And we're all hurtling towards our (laughs) decks. Uh, for sure. I mean, like, yeah, but it is, there is a certain le- like level of, that was actually something that was really elucidated for me with Mario Maker and watching a lot of Mario Maker. I did not play a lot, but I watched a lot of people make Mario levels and then force other people to play those levels. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it was so enlightening to see the things that people could get away with in the level design and then the things that people playing those levels would try to get away with. And it was just like, oh, this is just like a completely different language. Like playing yeah. these games is mm-hmm. its own language. And if I'm not either already speaking that language for the past 20 years or willing to just get into it, like you said, Paul, like playing a new instrument, then I might as well just not even bother. And I know that's not actually the only way to experience these games. And Ron, like you said, like, you know, the, the, you, you can get through to the end of these games without seeing those big, massive, like mega, mega challenge levels or whatever. But again, I want to, if I'm going to play this kind of game. Mm-hmm. Like I, it isn't it just, it's like a long marriage with Mario at this point <laughs> yeah. of like, there's all these like built in inside jokes and conversations and just like the yep. nonverbal communication you have with that partner that like, I know what the Mario language is, which is why I think Mario Maker works versus like any other kind of level creator of like, I know what that jump is going to be like. I can, I know that arc when I'm playing a Mario game versus like, if you made a, again, I'll, I'll drag Crash Bandicoot's close into <laughs> this competition again. <laughs> but like if you made a Crash Bandicoot maker, I don't, no. I would not have a good sense of what the, the full yeah. extent of my jump is going to be. So I'd be like, well, I don't know what that is or I don't know how to, I don't know what this level designer is thinking. Meanwhile, with like, if somebody who knows Mario as well as I do, or, you know, at least in that same arena, it is like we are from the same native country. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whereas for me, somebody who like hasn't kept up with 3D platformers at all over the years, having played Crash Bandicoot 4 a little bit and now pl- having played um, 3D World a little bit, uh, it's office.jpg. They're the same picture to me. <laughs> like they feel, <laughs> I get the exact same feeling when uh, uh, I get to the end of a level in Mario versus the, getting to the end of a level in Crash Bandicoot 4 and it has a big like empty outline that says you didn't get all the the fucking um doodads and i'm like well fuck whatever yeah <laughs> um and i know i can move past that if i wanted to but i don't want to nikki were you let's, gonna say something no i was gonna say let's talk about bowser's fury though because i think that bowser's fury kind of takes some of i feel better about my my short time with bowser's fury so far yeah. than i do with my time having played 3d world um, I I have a lot of the same issues with Bowser's Fury, but at the same time, Bowser's Fury does so many cool new fucking things that I really hope they flesh out in future games that yeah, it does have me exciting or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just think that I think that Bowser's Fury is well, OK, so Bowser's Fury, let's talk about it really fast, is basically a in the 3D world engine. What they have done is created a large open world that is six or i don't know how many exactly but it's a handful of worlds um that are stitched together that you would in super mario odyssey they are like 
in Super Mario Odyssey terms, they are shrunken down kingdoms. So they each have yeah. their own schema. So like there's the area of the world that is this is the ice level. Um, this is the sand level. This is the one where you they have those flipping platforms where if you jump, it's blue and you jump again, it's red and then they flip back and forth. Um, and that is cool because they the the not needing to hop out uh of the game but hop out of playing the game uh to go to a new world or a new area i think is really cool it's intelligently stitched together and i would love to see some of that develop in odyssey too right. um where instead of it being a basically hop into this loading screen um if it was just an, a large interconnected Mario world where you could jump and like, obviously I feel like if you're going to have the kingdom still be as big as they are in Odyssey, you should please Nintendo put fast travel in, but, <laughs> um, but like having right there. Yeah. But having the opportunity to stitch all of these places together in a way that feels intelligently designed and also rewards that kind of exploration, um, that Odyssey has, I think is is really cool. And repurposing a 3D world engine to do that, I think is a really smart uh a smart move on Nintendo's part. It's definitely like a different philosophy. Like cause so Mario 3D World, like by by definition, like it, they've said outright said the level design is based on a three-act play. Like they introduce an idea, yeah. they practice the idea, and then they test you with the idea and like every level is like that and every level has new ideas 3d our bowser's fury by contrast is more like you're flipping channels on tv oh like, sure because you, you can't like when when you want to make an open world game you can't determine how the player is going to get there mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons i think breath of the wild works so well because they don't care they're just like wh- however you get to this goal you're fine yeah and i think I think now that's bowser's, a game <laughs> <laughs> bowser's fury takes an idea and kind of runs with it of you there is this platform here. You have so many options. You have Hammer Brothers suits. You have Bowser Jr. to help you. You have the cat suit. If you don't want a platform to it, there are other ways to get to it. And I think it does cut off the level design aspect a little bit at the knees, but it does replace it with an extra idea of like, you you got the reward. You got the serotonin in your head of getting here because you figured it out. You managed yeah. to get here. You subverted the game a little bit, which is not something the 3D world really lets you do. Yeah, that's that's part of what I love so much about the Mario formula in general is how easy it is for Nintendo, or I shouldn't say easy, but <laughs> how good they are at re uh, reinterpreting and, and repurposing things that we've grown to you know get accustomed to, um, and making them something entirely different altogether. Like every time you play, it feels like a new experience, even though I've done this, you know, triple flip thing over this whatever enemy, and um, it just feels so finely tuned the the part with Bowser's Fury that I continued to just bash my head against and like kind of hated was were the constant interruptions with the rain yeah. and the Bowser fights yeah, for sure which I feel like the first few times was kind of cool I mean like yeah whatever like this kind of you know Godzilla style fight that you have with Bowser is, is cute or whatever but there were times where I really wanted to enjoy those 
um, those levels and the, the level design and the, and you know all the cool things that were happening. And then all of a sudden, here he comes, you know, mad at me again. And I have to just like there were times where I would just I kind of wrote here in the notes. There were times where I I knew it was going to happen like in a few minutes. So I would just kind of hang around, go on Twitter, and then wait till it started raining and he showed up, and then grab the cat shine and then tell him to fuck off so I could just continue to play the game yep, yep. at my own pace. So that was one thing that I just really really didn't vibe with. The uh, it's actually ties into a thing that I that I think is the most exciting part of this, which I know that level design is such a huge part of Mario. But the actual thing that I really like about Bowser's Fury and would love to see them like lean even harder to in the future is right before this, for instance, I was like doing this like rotating. It's like a classic Mario 3D Mario thing of like you're on a bridge that is like spinning to the like clockwise or whatever. And you have to like keep jumping to get onto the next side and the next side Mm -hmm. while you're moving forward. And I was doing that and it became clear to me that like so the thing is like Imran said you have access to all these different uh, um, power-ups just like you do in any Mario game but in Bowser's Fury in particular you can hold five of all of them at any time and Bowser Jr. will just throw them out to you at will so you can switch practically mid-jump between like the Tanuki suit and the cat suit and the Tanuki suit can obviously like make you hover whereas the cat suit can make you climb and those are Great, great mobility options that I love a lot. And when you're on that rotating platform thing, they've done a really good job of like making it so it's like, well, if you have the Tanuki suit, you can just hover above this thing, wait for the thing to turn around and it and then jump over there. And then once you've landed on this new side, grab the cat suit to run up this pillar that is now facing upwards into the air, jump off, use the Tanuki suit. And it's like you're almost chaining these abilities together. Um, yeah. I love having those you, options. It kind of gives you the cappy like the cappy yeah. the, the, the breadth of movement ability that cappy gives you yeah you kind of can get that by like you said by chaining these um by chaining the different suits and yeah. it it presents to me as somebody who is again not super skilled and super versed in like pre-existing mario like language movement whatever uh it gives me a broader spectrum of creativity that i can engage with to again feel like i'm getting one up over on the level and, oh i get it yeah uh-huh. hey. <laughs> um and i love that and you know it, it gets a little frustrating that it's basically because it's mario again this is leans into that like arbitrary what what is a mario game what is not they have to be power-ups they can't just be things that you can equip at will they're not just like different suits that you flip between and so it has to be like well fuck i burned through five of my cat suits trying to jump over this thing and now i can't do that thing anymore because i they're a limited resource and now i have to go climb a lighthouse and go collect more of them and ah shit bowser jr gave me a power-up mushroom and this thing is worthless i might as well just (laughs) throw it in the garbage uh stuff like that but that is something I could absolutely see them leaning harder into and be, make, be making more freeing in the future. In the same way that I actually wish that they almost made Bowser in this game into a power-up in that same way. Not not in the sense that you turn into Bowser, but in the sense that like if instead of on a timer, you could flip a switch, Mario had a remote control and could just make Bowser appear. And at will, it's like, well, I'm at a big... Yeah. I'm at a big wall that needs to be destroyed by Bowser Godzilla breath or whatever. Now I can just hit the button and now's the time that I want to deal with Bowser so he can knock this wall down for me. I can run into this little area, grab my shine, knock him back. And like, I think that would be very interesting and satisfying or a more interesting and satisfying system than they have. Yeah, it definitely feels like this is an experiment for something bigger. Yeah. Like I, I, the the thing that that Captain Toad felt like 
yeah, experiment like, for a full Captain Toad game. Yeah, yeah. like that that just got spun off after that. It's yeah. like the thing that I every time I fought Bowser, what it actually made me think of, and again to bring up Breath of the Wild, was how you fought Ganon at the end of Breath of the Wild on the Hyrule Field. Yeah. And yeah. like mm. that that was the game saying, hey, this is where the actual like game takes place. It's not about Hyrule Castle. It's about the actual wild. And I want it, I like I want Nintendo to keep experimenting with that now that they apparently do have like the horsepower to play with open worlds. <laughs> yeah. Right. Of like going, okay, what if like we just, if they're not with Mario, then it was Zelda. What if Ganon was just messing with you on the field in those games? Mm-hmm. I, I want to see where this goes with for them next. Because oh, yeah. I, I think yeah. the idea of open world Mario works really well. I don't think it works well in like with Mario 3D World's movement kit. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna complain about something here. Because th- sure. that movement kit was not thought out for this. This should have been Odyssey yes. DLC. Yes. Because you can't have a game with a run button that you hold run down, which I'm fine with in 3D World because that is a fixed camera angle game and also a camera control on the analog stick. Yeah. Because at some point you have to stop running to move the camera and see where you're going. 100%. Yeah. Yep. And it's like, okay, why did you got like, why not just, I think that's why they did speed up the game is because they knew you wouldn't be able to run all the time. Oh, sure. But like, it is a thing of, why why didn't you just remove the run button and make him move like Odyssey? Right. And it it feels like they just kind of mashed those concepts together and didn't really think too much about it. Hell, put run on a shoulder button. Yeah. Like that would yeah. basically solve 90% of that issue. No, but for now sure. you're asking now you're asking Nintendo to do accessibility stuff and they, they can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah that they is can't do that. Yeah. They can't do uh, that. Which again, to go back to 3D World a bit, the touchscreen replacements are yeah. bad. Yeah. Like, they're, yeah. they're just awful. And I, I like, I kind of wish they just put them on a timer instead of just trying yeah. to make you do them yourself. It's wild. Like, I'm really, really nervous about that. Um, we're recording this just the day after that Nintendo Direct where they showed off Sky uh, Skyward Sword HD and they did like a whole demo of Skyward Sword, right? That's what that's what game yeah, is called. That's the one. Mm-hmm. They did a whole like um, presentation about how like oh we took the motion controls off of the nunchuck or whatever and we put them on the right stick and it's like okay well. I hope that works. Like it didn't work great with the motion controls before. Like I hope this new system is, is better, I guess. Um, but it may, I think it's it going to work in, unless they rebalance that game. That's yeah. not going to work well, right? <laughs> which yeah. they might, who knows? Nintendo, if nothing else is very good at just not telling you what you need to know. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I, I will say just real quick, going back to the, uh, the Bowser stuff in Bowser's Fury. Um, there is also like a, it reminded me a little bit about of Breath of the Wild where, you know, if, if you choose to go after the four divine beasts, the fight with Ganon will ultimately be a little easier for you. And and I think in some ways they kind of soften the blow of those inter- interactions or interruptions rather happening all the time by letting you basically do some chip damage to Bowser every time you collect a cat shine, which yeah. is how I pretty much got him most of the way down before I was finally like, all right, take the gloves off. Let me go <laughs> punch Bowser and then tell him to go away. I love that stuff too. I will say like the stuff where you actually go and fight Bowser as like fucking golden great ape, super saiyan uh mario cat mario i don't know what the fuck they're going for but i love it like the sense of scale in this game and the sense of like the like nintendo just being at the top of their game on utilizing their own horsepower which is just something like that's nothing new they've they've been good at that they were good at that on the wii they were good at that on the wii u but it's just so cool to see like all these levels that you are are zipping around on plessy throughout the that whole time and like are these like little uh almost like uh nikki said like miniature kingdoms and then suddenly you are 
twice as tall as any of them and jumping yeah. over entire levels yeah. that you had to traverse earlier to fight Bowser. It looks so cool. Yeah, like if they if they took out the level parts of the islands from when you were big, like I would understand because video game development is like hard and you know stuff like that. But the fact that it's there and you can jump on them and like you can see the moving parts is like so cool. Yeah, it actually does yeah. like really immensely adds to that scale. Yeah, it's it adds to the atmosphere. Like also just in general, three D world and Bowser's Fury just look great. Just like moment yeah. to moment, like oh, yeah. they're so gorgeous. Good looking video games on this Xbox three sixty I can hold in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> right uh-huh halo 4 has never looked this good halo 4 has never looked this good uh, i will say it's cool that they have first shaders i really wish they didn't yeah. put first shaders on koopa troopa and uh the <laughs> boomerang brothers it's so weird it's it freaks me out every time i look at them the thing that freaks yeah. me out is maybe somebody who is more of a mario person than i am here's the thing i'm maybe not a mario person i am a luigi person i do defend <laughs> okay. luigi i love i love a luigi's mansion i love a dr luigi you know these sorts of things uh things of that nature and i um get wigged out every single time i walk up to a koopa and they sound like professor e gad is that new <laughs> to this game is e gad uh, a koopa well, okay. So if you if you download uh, Super Mario uh, or Luigi's Mansion Three and you get all of the lore, you will find out that Egad is in fact a turtle and has been a turtle for the last twenty five oh years. And on his way to inventing the vacuum cleaner that he gives Luigi in Luigi's Mansion One, he found out that there was a secret society of Koopas that invented the vacuum cleaner, and he said, "What if I turn this into a ghost machine?" And that's the lore of Mario. My actual, so my fan theory <laughs> on EGAD is that EGAD is a Jawa from Star Wars. Oh, shit. Because oh, if you wow. think about it, same height, they make uh-huh. the exact same sounds. Uh-huh. Jawas, they, they like scrap for f- things and then like make stuff out of those things. That's uh, pretty much exactly what EGAD does. Yeah. Interesting. Paul, do you have any uh, fan theories that you'd like to float in this uh, segment of the show? <laughs> No, none that are safe for work. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much else there is to say about it, because, again, um, Bowser's Fury is a fairly small experience, I think, is we can, one thing we can add. It's like maybe four hours, five hours, if you're kind of taking your time um, is part of it. But um, I think we have gone over a good chunk of it, and we do uh, actually have to bounce out of here. I did mention can that Can one of y'all tell brisk. me where this big key goes? I got a big key. Oh, I see. I've found a lock and I can't figure out where the fuck to find oh, a key. Okay, so I found the key. <laughs> like so you and me after Gift of the this, Magi. Yeah, after, <laughs> this, after this, after this, we'll talk about where I, where you found the lock and I'll tell you where I found the key. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Just get together on that one. Um, actually, on that note, like one thing I t- will add is that I think it's a really cool way. I think it's a, actually a, v- a very blunt solution to to this issue, but is also just it is cool that it exists. I wish it was implemented better, but it's still cool. Um, if you return to any of these islands after clearing them once for that first star, the islands get remixed progressively yes. as you play through them. Yeah, um, which is a neat concept. The music like, is what? so fucking good. Also, it's just unreal how good the tracks are oh in this so game. good mm-hmm. um just like a master class in video game music design paul did you have something to say about the music or something else 
Oh yeah, just something else. Like just um, I, I've I wanted to use this platform, take the opportunity to uh, beg Nintendo to please make another wave race because yeah. there, <laughs> there are moments when you're on that stupid dinosaur and you're doing sick jumps and you're jumping through rings and shit that I was like, oh wait, this is actually uh, both a good wave race game and a good Sonic game at the same yeah. time, which is wild that Nintendo is just like, oh yeah, by the way, Sega, if you're listening, um, here's, here's a couple just, little suggestions. Just you let Nintendo EAD make a Sonic uh, game. You finished Odyssey, right? Yeah. That last segment of Odyssey just straight up feels like the end of a Sonic game. Oh yeah, absolutely. It sure does, yeah. Well, on the that- fact, sorry, one last thing. The fact that the dinosaur, <laughs> sorry, the last thing, the fact that the dinosaur is always there when you need them is incredible. I yes. don't know what technology like, they figured yeah. out to make sure the Plessy fit is there, but it it's great. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's it's the Assassin's Creed. Oh, here's a guy on a boat. Yeah, and you can just put, you know take his boat. I do technology. love jumping off a tower and then like landing on Plessy. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like this should hurt you. I feel bad for this, but like <laughs> it's cool that you're too. there. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, as we all know, Mario is a war criminal. Um, mm-hmm. Bowser Jr. is just a sad, scared child looking for his dad. <laughs> and Mario is con- constantly dismissive through him of him throughout this entire game. So Mario is not your friend. Um, and they've, on that note, Oh, sorry. They've teamed up a lot in the last couple of years. Like they're yeah. good friends in Origami King. But he's so mean to to the kid. He's so mean to Bowser Jr. in Bowser's Fury. Well, he's tried to kill him a couple of times, yeah, to be well, fair. You know, that's going to Just don't try to do murder, you know? It's pretty easy. You know somebody <laughs> long enough, you're going to co- try to kill each other. How many times has Mario thrown Bowser off of a cliff into a bomb or something? <laughs> a lot, by his tail. I guess. Yeah, exactly. Think about it. We don't know the origins of this. We don't know if Mario started all this um, pre-Super Mario Brothers. Well, on that, finally, I will uh, attempt to wrap this one up. Thank you all for sticking with me. I said this was brisk, and then I looked, and we did go for almost an hour, and it just flew by. <laughs> um, but uh, where can people find you, Imran? They can find me here at Fanbyte and also at Imran Z-O-M-G on Twitter. Where can people find you, Nikki? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Godzilla, G-O-D-S-E-W-A. And where can people find you, Paul? Uh, I'm at Pauli Mayo, P-O-L-I-M-S and Mario, A-Y-O. Oh, M is in Mario. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at, at Steven Strum. You can find our Discord community where you can send questions to our podcast department on fanbyte.casa. That is the URL for that one. Uh, and you can find Fanbyte, the website, on Twitter at, at Fanbyte Media. Um, they won't give us Fanbyte. Jack, give us Fanbyte. Jack, give us please at- give us Fanbyte. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Um, until next time, everybody, uh, we're putting this review in the rear view. But we'll oh, always. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but we're always looking forward. Oh, my God. Wow. Jesus Christ, Steven. <laughs> How long have you been yeah. sitting on that one? Did you uh, say that last week on the Persona yeah, one? Yeah, I debuted it last That's week. That's where Jesus, it came from. That's so I came good. Up, I came with it, uh, <laughs> up with it five minutes before the end of last week's episode. Wow. And said it. So. Incredible.